Good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. This is Arthur Pearly Martin with Biblical Principles for Inner Healing. And thank you guys so much for dropping in. I pray my prayer is, is that you will share this podcast. Um, you guys follow me on Anchor.fm, Amazon Music, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and any other sites um, that's out there. If you'd like to support us, hit the support button. And um, proceeds go to our nonprofit. We care. Okay. Um, but again, I want to thank you guys for joining in this beautiful, beautiful, beautiful day. This day, it's already a good day. This is November 19, 2021. It's already a good day because this is the day that the Lord has made. And the thing that makes this day good is not that it's not based upon our circumstances, whether anything good or bad has happened. It's based upon our God who's good. And the fact that he woke us up again today means that he has a good plan and purpose for our lives again today, this day. But I dropped in briefly because you guys know, you know, you know, I'm nosy. I'm kind of inquisitive and I and I need to know are we living, is our life based on, is it God's righteousness or our own self-righteousness? Oh God, you know, we got to deal with this. Um, this podcast is called Inner he- Biblical Principles for Inner Healing because on here on this podcast we're gonna give, we're gonna go on the inside and we're gonna deal with those those issues those uh, things that we don't think nobody else can see because how many of you know to be transformed on the outside we must first allow God to change us from on the inside and God said you know what man looks on the outside and they're impressed you know um, but God looks at the heart He don't see man as we see man. You know, we look at people from the outside, but of course God can get, he gives us the gifts, you know, to discern the spirit, words of knowledge, words of wisdom. But everything that God give us is to edify others, even if it's a rebuke or correction, um, uh, um, edification, exhortation, a rebuke and correction is edification and exhortation because the truth sets us free from a lie. Just Excuse me, Jesus already told us this in John 8, 32. You guys know that's my favorite verse. If you continue, if you continue my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. How many of you know that we have to know the truth? In order to grow from faith to faith and glory to glory, we have got to know some new things, right? We have to know. I don't know about you, but I want to know what God know. He said before the foundations of the world that he knew me. So I want to know what it is. Lord, what is it you know about me? I don't know about you, but I, I just, I want to know I'm hungry and I'm thirsting after righteousness. Um, so I just dropped in briefly because I wanted to say thank you guys for joining in on my morning, not just podcast, but my morning Bible study. I've been up early this morning studying it. Um, praying and seeking the face of the Lord. Um, I'm like, Lord, here I am. You know, what else is there I need to do to be more like you? I mean, I know on the inside, my spirit is like you, but I want to be able to uh, live from the inside out. So I want to I want my fruit to manifest in my life so people will see Jesus Christ. It's not about us. We must decrease so God can increase. So, Lord, what is it I can do today? How, what is it I can say today so that you can be glorified, so that my light can shine, and so that others can see the God in me and be drawn to you, not to me? Okay? But we're gonna, you already know. You are, God has already know that we're going to pray first. Father, we just thank you for being together in the midst of us, Lord God. Thank you for a rhema word. Thank you for giving us a revelation 
of Jesus Christ. Give us a revelation, Father, so he will be real to us. He won't be the man upstairs or he just won't be grandmother's God or my mother's God, but he'll be my God. He'll be my our Abba Father. Father, we hunger and thirst. We want to know you, Father God. We're seeking you. You told us to seek first the kingdom of God. And Father God, everything in us that's not like you, everything in us that's contrary to you, everything about us that's contrary to you. Father God, we ask that you reveal it to us today, this day, and then help us to give us your wisdom to be delivered from it, Father God, so we can manifest more healthy your fruit. So your fruit will be manifested in our lives and not the works of the flesh. Father, we give you the glory. We give you the honor. We give you the praise. We thank you for souls that will be saved, Father. We thank you as your reign of word come forth, that people will be delivered and set free in the name of Jesus for ears to hear. Father, we ask to shake the blinders off our eyes so that we can see. We ask, Father, that our heart will be good ground. We repent of anything and everything, Father, that's not like you, that's contrary to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Again, thank you guys so much, so much. Again, this is Dr. Pearlie Martin with Biblical Principles. We're getting ready to jump in. We're going to talk about, is it God's righteousness or our own (laughs) self-righteousness? You know, self-righteousness is pride. Okay. Um, We're going to read, we're going to start with Luke 18, 9 through 14. Okay. And I'm reading from the New King James Version. It says, then Jesus told this story to some who had great confidence in their own righteousness and scorned everyone else. Okay, two men went to the temple to pray. Okay, this is Jesus telling the story. He said one was a Pharisee and the other was a despised tax collector. Okay, because tax collectors was considered like the scum of the earth back then because they used to cheat and steal people out of their money, cheat from stealing people, you know, cheat them out of the money. They had a bad reputation, okay? Okay, and then verse 11 says, the Pharisee stood by himself and prayed his prayer. I thank you, God, that I'm not like other people. (laughs) Cheaters, sinners, adulterers. I'm certainly not like the tax collector. I fast twice a week, and I give you a tenth of my income, Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, 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 Lord. So here we're looking at the story because we're talking about God's righteousness. Are you are you living based upon God's righteousness or are you self-righteous? Is, you know, if are you, do you feel good about yourself because of all the good things you do? Or do you feel good about yourself because of all the good things God, God has done? Jesus Christ has done. Okay. Um, how many of you know the word of God tells us that our righteousness outside of God is like a filthy rag, Isaiah 64 and 6. We're going to get to that later. But let me finish the story here. So here we have this self-righteous uh, tax collector. You say, probably, what does this have to do with me? Well, when we read the word, it's for us. When, I, when I'm reading this, this is for me. I don't know about you, but I want to see me. You have to see yourself in the text because if you can't see yourself in the text, it's going to be just another good story. But what does this have to do with my life today? How can I take this and use this for me? Um, well, if you see yourself in the text, then in, then in the word, then if you hear yourself in the word, if you if you hear yourself, uh, then, then, then it's time to repent of what we heard, right? Because conviction comes to correct us. Because without correction, we open ourselves up to deception. There's no condemnation because God knows what we know. And we're growing from faith to faith and glory to glory. So um, when you open your ears to hear, 
My prayer is that you would receive conviction and not condemnation, edification, exhortation. Um, because I don't know about you, if you tell me the truth and, and, and I was wrong about something, that sets me free and allows me to, you know, uh, grow in another area of my life. I have to be able to know the truth to be set from a lie. And, the, and uh, inner healing is uh, it's, it's kind of painful because sometimes we don't want to have to confront our own um, issues, our own sin issues, our own, you know, those hidden ones like envy, uh, unforgiveness, bitterness, you know, those things that's on the inside. So I really try to, one of the things that the Lord has really anointed me and graced me to do is to be able to tell people the truth. Um, my heart desire is I love people. So when you love people for real, it's easy to tell them the truth. Because for me, when I see a person uh, being deceived, it's like a, I literally see it like a snake tied around their neck trying to choke the life out of them. Because uh, for me, the devil is a liar. The Bible tells us that the devil is a liar. And Jesus reminds us that it's the truth that sets people free from a lie, right? So my heart uh, a motive is... Um, not to condemn you, um, but my prayer is that the Holy Spirit will convict us, will convict us as we begin to um, go through the text. And everything that's not like us, he will reveal to us so that we can repent of everything that's not like him because inner healing requires us to see ourselves. And a lot of times we we don't want to commit, uh, we don't want to admit that there's something wrong with us. You know, we'll, we'll but but the Holy Spirit, he he really don't give us wiggle room. He comes right to where we are so that we can see ourselves. And I'm telling you, when the Lord shows me me, it crushes me because my heart desire is sincerely to please him. Um, but there is a way that seemeth right unto a man, uh, but the end thereof is death. You can be thinking that you're right, but the Lord brings something to you to let you know you was wrong. And it's crushing. And when I say crushing, I mean it's heart crushing because when your heart desire is to sincerely serve the Lord and he shows you where you was being offensive to him. <laughs> How many of you know that we offend God quite often? We agree. We, you can grieve the Holy Spirit. You can make him sad. You know, we can quench him. We can cause him to live. Um, and here we have to talk about this issue because self-righteousness is a form of pride. And I know about this self-righteous spirit because I'm very, the reason I'm so familiar with it is because I operated in it. <laughs> so I'm familiar. This is a familiar spirit to me um, because, and I can recognize it when I see it because I was big enough to understand and to say, Hey, that used to be, that was me. And so when that spirit tried to come now on us, because the devil tries to come back, uh, it's easy for me to catch it because I'm familiar with it. I'm, in other words, I've met it before. I'm familiar with them. I, I hung out with that self-righteous spirit before. So um, I'm familiar with it. Are you familiar with some things in your life? Um, it's good that we confess what we do. Um, you know, Colossians say, confess your faults one to another that you may be healed, right? So it's not about confessing the faults of others, but it's about confessing your own faults one to another so that you can be healed, right? Because we have to be able to take the plank out of our own eye before we can see the splinter in our brother's eye. Um, I don't know about you, but uh, I'm studying not to teach. I'm studying to live. I want to see me. I want to be more like Christ. I want to be more Christ-like. So whatever Christ says I need to do to be uh, more like him, then 
that's what I want to do. I mean, on the inside, my spirit is like him, but I want to live Christ-like. He said, if you continue in my word, you are my disciples. Indeed, D-E-E-D, and you will know the truth, and that truth will set you free. The truth is going to set us free uh, from a lie. So in every area where there's an addiction, a bondage, or a stronghold, it's an area in our lives where we're believing a devil's lie. So that's why I asked the question, what's your why lie? But I'm trying to stick here on course. Um, so here we see, uh, we're talking about God's righteousness or self-righteousness. Okay, so here we're, we've read the story here in Luke 18, um, verses 9 through 12. With the one tax, the the first guy that was praying, the Pharisee he was praying, he was very prideful and he was self righteous. He was like uh, the Pharisee stood by himself and prayed this prayer: "I thank you, God, that I'm not like other people, cheaters, sinners, adulterers. I'm certainly not like that tax collector. I fast twice a week, and I give you a tenth of my income. I pay my tithes." Okay, you know, how many of you know that when we find ourselves gossiping, um, judging other people, thinking more highly of ourselves than we ought to, we too are just like attack the Pharisee. It's the same type of spirit. How many of you know the Bible teaches us in Ecclesiastes that there's nothing new under the sun, meaning what we're doing now really has already been done. The situation and circumstances are a little different but the spirit is still the same because how many of you know that devils don't die? Okay, so those same demons that was here back in Jesus' days, the same demons that was harassing him, lying on him, um, those same demons are here today. So Jesus said, you know what? If you choose to live for Christ, guess what? You're going to suffer persecution just like I did. So arm yourself. Likewise, think it not strange when fire trials come upon you as if something strange has happened to you. Because the same thing that happened to Christ, if when you choose to live for Christ, those same demons that came to harass him who's still here on the earth, they're going to come to harass you. They're going to come to lie on you. They're going to come to persecute you. They're going to come to try to find things wrong with you, just like they did with Christ. Okay, and make sure though, but Jesus, because Jesus really was perfect in all his ways. So let's make sure that when we're suffering, that we really are suffering for doing the right thing and for not doing the wrong thing. And when we're caught doing the wrong thing, let's be quick to say, you know what? I'm sorry. You're right. Forgive me. So, and then repent of it and get up and move on. Okay, but um, a lot of times I think one of the reasons we have problems. Uh, admitting when we're wrong is because we equate what we do as being who we are when in fact what you do is not who you are um but it is an act in which you allow your flesh to commit we allow our flesh to commit because remember second corinthians five seventeen tells us that if any man be in christ he is a new creation i'm talking about us living god wants us to learn to live from the inside out for the kingdom of god is within us you know, our heavenly authority, let your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven, right? Um, the spirit of the living God is on the inside of us. So the real us is our spirit. We're three-part being spirit, soul, and body. So when I'm saying um, what you do is not who you are, you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus if you are born again and have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, okay? So... So what you do is not who you are, but it is an act in which we allow our flesh to commit. But when we don't know who we are, then we say, I am a drug addict. I am a felony. I am a 
this. I am a that. I'm a doctor. I am a lawyer. I am a mother. I am a wife. You see, these are all outward titles. But the real us, um, you know, those are duties and things that we do. That's not who we are. Michael Jordan played basketball. That's not who he is. That's what he does. You see, I'm just trying to give you an illustration to get you to understand it's okay to say you're sorry because what you did is not who you are. But we're afraid that if I say that I'm wrong, then it's going to say something about who I am. When the fact, when you say you're wrong, it does say something about who you are. It shows that you are a humble person. Because how many of you know it takes humility to say, to admit that you missed it, to say you're sorry? You have to have a humble heart to be able to say you're sorry. What you do is not who you are, but it is an act in which you allow your flesh to commit. So what we need to do is, it's called the works of the flesh. So what we need in Galatians 5, 20, 21, 19, 20, 21, 22, we're talking about the fruits of the spirit and the works of the flesh. When we, whoever we yield our members to, that's who we serve it to. So if I yield my members to the devil, then he can use me and I'll be operating in what Galatians called the works of the flesh. Galatians 5, 21, 22, adultery, fornication, witchcraft, envy, all those things are listed according to the works of the flesh. Anytime we yield ourselves to the devil, he can use us. He can use, He can cause us, uh, he can bring us out of our character, our Christ character, the real us. The real us is the new creation in Christ Jesus. But then uh, Galatians talk about the fruits of the spirit, patience, gentleness, kindness, long-suffering. That's the characteristics of Christ. That's the real us. The fruits of the spirit is in us, but we have to water that seed um, study the word so it can grow and come out of us. God, as born again believers, we have the ability to operate to uh, be at peace. We have the operate. To, we have the ability to be long suffering. It's in us. The seed is within itself, and it will produce uh, out of its own kind. But just like a natural seed, you have to water it and nourish it. Is the same way spiritually. We have to do. Um, for it to come out of us, for the characteristics of Christ to be manifested in our lives. He talks about uh, him being the branch and we, the vine, and we being the branch, and now he has to prune us, um, take dead things off of us, just like you do a natural plant. So we want the fruits of the Spirit to be manifested, and we want them to come out of us so people can see it. We have to order it. We have to practice patience. There's no need to pray for patience. Tribulations work patience. So we have to allow patience to have its perfect work. You know, so we can become mature, entire, complete, and lacking and want nothing. Um, a lot of the other fruits of the Spirit comes out of patience because when we're not patient, we're not lovely, we're not kind, we're not gentle, we're not long-suffering. So we need to allow patience to have its work. Well, how do you let patience work? Go find a long line and stand in it. Next time you're stuck in traffic, instead of switching lanes, just sit there and wait. Instead of taking the shortcut, just stand in that line and wait and wait. That's how you let patience have its perfect work. Patience has to be developed in us. It's not something you can pray for. <laughs> when you pray for patience, you're asking for trouble. The Bible says tribulations work patience, and patience produce character. Trouble don't feel good, but trouble really is working some things together for our good. Um, watch my video. It's called Glory and Tribulations. Um, it's on YouTube. It's on Facebook. 
Okay, but anyways, I'm trying to stick here, but I'm going to go where the Holy Spirit leads me. So we're talking about, uh, is it God's righteousness or self-righteousness? So here we have the first one. He's talking about he's glad he's not like the sinner. I'm glad I'm not like the dope dealer. I'm glad I'm not like, you know, and that's what self-righteousness does. It causes us to compare ourselves unto ourselves. And the Bible says that's not wise. We're not called to compare ourselves unto ourselves. Um, because that's going to cause us to be discontent and it's going to cause you to get in that spirit and that attitude of competition, making you feel like you have to compete against other people when God has called us as individuals to run our own individual race. So it's not about comparing yourselves unto yourselves because the word of God says that's not wise um, because God did not create two people the exact same. Okay, so you have, we are called to run our own individual race. We're not in competition with each other. The only way you can be in competition with someone else is if you uh, begin to compare yourself uh, to them. We're not to compare ourselves to others. We're, com- we're to compare ourselves to the Word of God. What is The Word of God is our mirror. What does the Word of God say about me? When I look in it, do I see patience, gentleness, long-suffering, um, that's the assignment, really. People are like, well, I don't know where to start in the Bible. Start with you. Everything in you that's contrary to who and how God is, um, those are the areas that we need to begin to seek God on. We need to get in his word and say, Lord, what are you saying about strife? I don't like this. Deliver me from this strife. Deliver me from this anger. Where is this coming from, Lord? How many of you know that um, the things that we can see, those are outward manifestations. I'm talking about the works of the flesh. Those are outward manifestations of inward issues. So what is it instead of just admitting, yeah, I know I got an anger problem. Yeah, I know I got this. Yeah, I know I talk too much. Yeah, I know. Well, what does the, that's your assignment. You are the main subject of your own life story. Um, that When the Lord gave me that book, Understanding Your Own Issues and Other Issues, you guys pick it up, it's on Amazon. It causes you to see yourself. And I tell you, when he began to, uh, because he taught me before I wrote it. So he was teaching me um, and leading me and talking to me as I was going through this process. And it was crushing me because I, it caused me, it brought me to a place where I had to see me. Uh, you know, the first chapter of my book is called The Blame Game. Um, go back earlier on in my podcast, like I have over 100 some episodes. And uh, you know, the, in the beginning, I started teaching some the subtitles of my book, just giving little bits and pieces of it. Um, but the first chapter is called The Blame Game, okay? Because, you know, we want to blame other people for how we are. That's a, that's a position of pride because, see, the pride keeps us from being able to see ourselves. Pride in our lives causes us to be self-righteous and cause us to say, too, well, Lord, I'm, at least I didn't do what they did. How many of you know that a sin is a sin? And we all uh, was born into sin by one man's disobedience. We were all made sinners by one man's obedience. We was all made righteous, right? This is what the word teaches us. So here he is thinking he's better than, and, and, and watch for this too, because when people have to talk down to you, it's usually because they, they feel, it's always because they feel bad about themselves. I'm not talking about a correction. Uh, correction, I'm, I'm not talking about something you know, godly correction. I'm saying when someone is putting you down, it's so it's so they can lift themselves up, so they can feel better about themselves. Um, 
at least I didn't do what they did. Really, how can we sit in that self-righteous seat? Because uh, we all have sinned in some way or another. No, I might didn't do what you did, but I've done some things, you know. And um, But when we're self-righteous, it causes us to have a sense of entitlement. Because, see, being self-righteous is not only... It puts us in the seat of pride and it causes us to be up high and causes us to look down on others. And when us, when you're self-righteous, you can't, it's going to keep you from being able to relate to all kinds of people because Jesus dealt with all kinds of people. <laughs> and as disciples of Jesus Christ, we, we're supposed to be able to love all kinds of people. We're supposed to love the unlovable because we're definitely unlovable. We were unlovable. <laughs> we were sinners. The Bible says well, even when we were yet sinners, Christ, he proved his love to us by dying for us. It wasn't anything that we did. It wasn't based upon our goodness, our behavior, or anything, because when we were yet sinners, Christ went on ahead and did it. We was the joy that was set before him. He saw us afar off and said, you know what? Because he was already good. He came from heaven. Okay, he really is perfect. He really is perfect in all his ways. He who knew no sin became sin so that we could be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, the word says. So who, no, you might didn't do what they did, but you've done some things. And so what we need to do is repent of what we do. And when we begin to take the plank out of our own eye and when our heart motive is pure, it's not that we're perfect, but when our motive is sincere, when, when my reason for saying something to you is really to sincerely to correct you, not to condemn you, not because I'm feeling bad about myself, but because really sincerely I do love you. And, and I don't know about you, but my part of my, my calling and my gift is to really help develop people, is to see people grow from caterpillars to butterflies. But you cannot correct someone who has no respect for you. <laughs> Jesus said, if you go somewhere and your peace return unto you, Shake the dust and let that be a testimony against them. Why? Because you cannot uh, help someone who has no respect for you. Jesus could only heal a few people in his own hometown because of their unbelief. They, they didn't have any respect for him. They did not honor him. Um, so he could only heal a few because they were so familiar. Aren't you a Joseph's son? This is Mary's son. This is the carpenter's son. This is Joseph. They could not even receive the gifts that was in him because they had grown so familiar with him. They had no honor and respect for him. So he was only able to heal a few in his own hometown. Sometimes people grow so familiar with you that they can't see you. And those people, you really can't do a lot for them just like Christ couldn't. So don't waste your time with people. Go where you celebrate and not where you tolerate it. Because, see, Jesus was... Um, he was in his own hometown. They didn't recognize him. They had no respect for him. Oh, you just uh, Mary's, just a carpenter, our son. We know you. We're familiar. Yeah, and, but those who believed on him, he was able to heal them. Don't become so familiar. I don't know about you, but I'm not looking at the vest at the vessel. I'm listening for the voice. Jesus said, "My sheep will know my voice." That means. The Lord can speak to my kids because I'm listening. I'm always listening. I'm trying to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. I want to see what he's doing. Um, we can't take anything or anyone for granted. Beware of entertaining strangers because you could be entertaining an angel unaware. Right? 
So the the person that's uh, the homeless person, you're not you're not up here and they're down here. People tend to like to judge people based upon what they see on the outside, but you don't know really who that person is unless you've taken time out to get to know them on the inside because the real us is the one that's on the inside and everybody's doing something for a reason so um i always like to tell people start with you what's your why lie every area in your life where there's an addiction a stronghold a bondage or any every area in our lives where we're living contrary to jesus christ those are the areas in our lives that we need to get in the word of God and say, look here, I'm gossipy. I like to talk about people. You need to find out where that's coming from. You, that's, a, that's, that's a root of rejection. Um, that's you not knowing who you are. I like to tell people that envy comes when we don't know how special we are. Because envy comes when we start comparing ourselves unto ourselves, which isn't wise because none of us are the same, like I said earlier. But I'm trying to finish it up here. So he was self-righteous. He said, God, I'm not like other people. I'm not, I'm not a cheater. I'm not a sinner. I'm not a drug dealer. I'm not a prostitute. I'm not a, I don't know. What is it that you compare yourself to? But whenever you find yourself comparing yourself, just know that you're sitting in the seat of self-righteousness. Just know that you're sitting in the seat of pride. And pride is what keeps us from, give for, from forgiving other people. Because pride is, uh, again, is, is self-righteousness. Because it causes us to forget who we are, whom we are, and where we came from. Let, let me explain to you what forgiveness is. Because I believe the reason people have a hard time forgiving other people is because they think that when they forgive them, what they're saying is you didn't do what you did. That's not what forgiveness is. Really, forgiveness is for you. Because God told us to. to okay? And it's a commandment, not a suggestion. God said, when we don't forgive others, he can't forgive us. This is what the word of God teaches, right? Why is this? Because when we don't forgive other people, we put ourselves in the seat of judgment. We sentence them. We say that you're guilty. And yes, they are. Yes, they really did do what they did. And they really did say what they said. But we're not the judge. That's why the Lord say, vengeance is mine. I'll repay them for what they did. In this world, we're going to reap what we sow. Um, but Lord said, bless those that curse you. And I need you to pray for those that persecute you because they don't understand. Like Jesus is on the cross. He said, Father, forgive them because they don't even understand. But know this too. People who refuse to change will continue to be the same. So what we have to do is we have to pray, pray for people. Stand in a gap and intercede unless the Lord releases you from them because there is a sin that leadeth unto death. And he said, I wouldn't even have you to pray for that. And I've had to stand in that. Back up off of things. He said, I did not, don't pray for that. There is a sin that leadeth unto death, the word of God tells us. And he said, I wouldn't even have you to pray for that. But if you see your brother or sister in a sin that leadeth not to death, then pray for him. Some people have literally blasphemed against the Holy Spirit and lost their natural born mind. Listen, forgiveness is for you. But just because you forgive someone does not mean you let them come and sit back under your table until you've seen that they have changed. But if your only reason for not forgiving this person is because you're thinking you're better than, you're sitting in the seat of pride. And you're really, what you're doing is you're hurting yourself. Don't be so quick to cut people off and to cut people out either because people are learning and we're growing from faith to faith and glory to glory. 
but those who are the sons of God have the ability to be led by God. The Holy Spirit lets you know, okay, they you, they need it's time for them to go. Um, because some people, when they become so familiar with you, just like Jesus, he could not only he could only heal a few. So when people, because sometimes when people come so familiar with you, they begin to disrespect you. And when people begin to disrespect you, they can't receive anything from you. So now they're just coming to you to take from you. You're not ministering the love of God to them because they don't see you in that way. This is why the Bible said, man's worst enemy are those of his own household. And a prophet is not without honor except for those of his own household. Why? Because sometimes you become so familiar with people that Jesus said, my sheep know my voice. So me, I can I can get a word from my kids. I can get a word from my grandkids. Why? Because I'm always listening for the voice. I'm not looking at the vessel. I'm listening for the voice. And and uh, the Bible says that my sheep know my voice. So whether it's coming through your child or your sister, your brother, whoever, if you're listening for the voice, you can hear the Lord speak no matter who he speaks through. If he speaks through a donkey, you can hear him speak. <laughs> Let's quit judging people based upon the outside because God created everything and everybody on purpose for a purpose. Quit thinking that you're better than, that you're up here and that they're down here because everybody has a gift from God and everybody has something that someone else needs. God created you on purpose to help solve a purpose. You was created on purpose for a purpose with that good purpose in mind. So here he is, he said, the Pharisee stood by himself and prayed this prayer. I thank you, God, that I'm not like other people. That was a self-righteous prayer. So we're going to see if we can move on down. Okay, I want to deal with that self-righteous spirit. I hate that spirit because I operated in that spirit. I op- and so because, like I said, because I'm familiar with it, now I can, I'm, I'm quick to catch it when it tries to come back around, when it tries to come to entice me or to tempt me. No, I didn't do what you did, but I've done some things. You see what I'm saying? So that does not give me a right to judge you uh, but I, but if the Lord put it in me to correct you, then, then that's okay. Or you correct me, then that's okay. Because we have to be open for correction. We can't be so condemned either. Um, the Bible tells us in Romans eight, I believe one. There's therefore now no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus, who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. So don't get in a place of. I'm not talking about condemnation. I'm talking about self righteousness when you're thinking you're better than. Because self-righteousness causes us to judge other people. He said, I'm glad I'm not like them, a cheater, sinners, adulterers. But how many of you know that when you break one part of the law, you've broken the entire law? It's not about us trying to keep the law. Love is the fulfillment of the law. So if we walk in love, we're going to automatically feel the law. Because when you walk in love, you're not going to lie, cheat, steal, kill. You know, it's not about trying to keep, okay, well, I ain't going to lie no more. It's not about trying to focus on not lying anymore. What the goal is, it's about focusing on your love relationship with Jesus Christ. Because Jesus said, look here, when you love me, you will obey me. He said, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I say? This is why I say relationship, relationship, relationship. Our obedience to God comes out of our love for God. It's not about not trying to do this anymore. It's not about not trying to be angry. That's trying to keep the law. That's try- you trying to do right in your own ability, in your own arm of flesh. But it's not by might nor by power, but it's by God's spirit that we're able to do what he say. 
It's the grace of God. It's the spirit of God that even willeth us or cause us to want to do the right thing. You see, so don't don't focus on, well, uh, I got to stop being angry. I got to stop doing this and I got to stop doing that. Um, focus on uh, what does God's word say? Because the word of God is the power of God. We can't be free or delivered outside of a relationship with of Jesus Christ. I'm talking about true deliverance. Godly sour worketh repentance unto salvation. The Bible says that the prodigal son came to himself. He realized that he was just living a life of foolishness. He's like, hold on, wait a minute now. Now, I done left a place where I have food, clothing, shelter, good, you know, position. I done left all of this to come out here to, you know, to leave the backslide. To come out here and spend all everything that my father gave me to give it back to the devil. He spent all that he had. And when he came to himself, he was eating in the pig's pen. He said, even my servants back at home eat better than this. I know what I'll do. I'll get up for me and I'll return back to my father's house. And he thought he was going to have to become a servant. Because that's what we think, that when we backslide or we walk away from God or the things of God or we lose, basically what happens is when we lose our desire for the things of God, we stop pursuing God. You know, we yeah, we might still be, you can be backslidden and still quoting scriptures. But just because we're not talking about quoting scriptures, we're talking about having a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. We're talking about having the love of God in us, walking in the love of God, not sitting up gossiping and backbiting about people. And, you know, when I see people doing that, I don't judge them. Instantly, I understand they don't feel good about themselves. Why is this? Because Jesus said it's out the abundance of a man's own heart that his mouth is speaking. You have to quit taking out what other people say, quit taking how other people are and making it about you. You know, Proverbs 4.23 says, guard your own heart because out of it flows the issues of life. And in other words, everything that's in us is coming out of us. It's coming from, it's not that which goes inside a man's mouth that defiles him, but it's what comes out out of his mouth that defiles him. For it's out the abundance of a man's own heart that his mouth is speaking. So I like to say, if you want to know what's in my heart, listen to what's coming out my mouth. Listen to what's coming out your mouth. Listening to what's coming. You know, the heart is deceitful and no man knows its own evil. The world say, follow your heart. But the word says, be led by the spirit of God. Why? Because God does not want us to be led by our emotions. He doesn't want us to be led by our feelings. That's the five senses. That's the arena that the devil works in. That's the works of the flesh. He wants us to grow up so we can go from faith to faith and glory to glory so we can be led by the Spirit of God. God wants us to grow. The Bible says it brings our Father great pleasure when we bear fruit. He wants us to be fruitful and he wants us to multiply. And that's not just in having babies, but that's in every area of our lives. He wants us to multiply the gift. If you be faithful in the little, he'll make you ruler over much, right? Because he's going to multiply and it's going to cause it to increase, not just in money, but in whatever it is, even in your gift. The more you operate in your gift, the more it grows because you're reaping what you sow. 
And so God can add more to it. He can add to us. He wants to add to us so we can multiply and grow. So here we go. I'm going to have to hurry because my time is running out. I just felt the need to give some more instructions. Okay, so um, Luke 18, 13, he says, But the tax collector stood at a glance and dared not even lift his eyes to heaven as he prayed. Instead, he beat his chest in sorrow, saying, Oh, God, be merciful to me, for I am a sinner. I tell you, this sinner, not the Pharisee, this is Jesus saying. Listen, I'm going to tell you, it's this sinner. I'm not talking about the Pharisee, the one who was talking about he was better than. He, he, he's going to return home justified before God, Jesus said. For those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. So I say the way up is down because, um, you know, God resists the proud. But he gives grace to those that are humble because the proud don't see a need for God until they need God. This sinner, this this tax collector. The tax collector stood at a distance. The tax collector, he humbled himself. And he didn't even look, you know, he was humbled. He humbled himself before the Lord. And he said, Lord, another, help me. I'm a sinner. I realize and I know that I need help. I'm not thinking that I'm better than. But, you know, the Bible say in the New Testament, I mean, um, that Jesus now as born again believers. It says, uh, for he for he was made, Jesus was made righteous. He who knew no sin became sin. Second Corinthians 5, 21 says, for he for he made him who knew no sin to be sin for for us, that we may become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Here. The the the, the um, tax collector. He knew that he was in need of a savior. He knew that it wasn't based upon his own righteousness or his own works. He knew he needed a savior. And every day, my question to you is: It are you is your righteous? Or do you feel good about you because of the things you have done, or do you feel good about you because of the things God has done? What is it that we have that we did not receive? Every good and perfect gift comes from God. So in everything, always remember to give God thanks and praise. For it's not by might nor by power, but by his spirit. God resists the proud. He resists those. He resists. God resists people like the the Pharisee who had that self-righteous attitude. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed, I thank you, God, that I'm not like other people. I'm not a cheater, liar, drug dealer, felony. I ain't never did anybody wrong. I ain't never stole nothing. I don't know. What is it you say? It's easy to find something wrong with somebody else and not for us not to see ourselves. We we have that sense of entitlement. That having a sense of entitlement is a self-righteous attitude because you feel like somebody owes you something because of the good you have done. We, the Bible say we owe no man nothing except to love them. Owe no man nothing except to love them. I'm not entitled to you. I'm entitled to do what the word of God say do. That's who. That's my sense of entitlement. You know, of course you have children and wife. That's different. But I'm just saying, a sense, having a sense of entitlement like someone owes you something. No one owes you anything. but to love you. We're called to love each other. 
And that way, when we do something for someone, it's out of our love for them, not out of a sense of entitlement or a sense of obligation. I did this because I love you. Isn't that, you know, Jesus said, if you love me, obey me. Our love for God, our obedience to God comes out of our love for God. Okay, so here we have uh, Isaiah 64 and 6 says, For we all have become like one who is ceremonially unclean, like a leopard. This is the Amplified Bible. And all our deeds of righteousness are like filthy rags. We will wither and decay like a leaf, and our wickedness are sins. In other words, our righteousness is like a filthy rag. My good deeds outside of Christ, before I accepted Christ, was just like a filthy rag. Why? Because I have to be washed and cleansed. We have to come through the blood of Jesus. We have to accept Jesus Christ. As I, It's not by my own good works. It's not by our works that we're saved. And, and the, that's what the tax, the Pharisees were doing. Lord, you know, I'm a good person because I, I pay my tithes. I pay my offerings. I go to church all the time. I'm not like the people across the street. Lord, they don't have time for you. They don't love you. They don't know you. I'm not like them. That's a self-righteous attitude. How many of you know that Jesus Christ came to seek and save those that were lost? And when we're self-righteous, we're not going to be able to uh, um, minister to the multitude, to the masses. He can't trust you with it because you'll crush the people because in some sick way, uh, self-righteous way, you're thinking you're better than. You're thinking you're too good to, to hug our dirty person. We're dirt, you know, I don't know. What is it? What is it? There's no condemnation. I'm just saying, trying to say that we're saved by faith, by grace, not by works, lest any man should boast. If if I'm saved because, I, you know, I go to church 10 times a day and I pay 10% and I give to the needy and to the poor, um, but I have no love. I haven't accepted. You got people in churches singing in choirs, being ushers, all kinds of stuff. And they're not saved. They have not accepted Jesus Christ, their Lord and Savior. So what's going to happen to those works? Well, they'll get their praises in the earth, but they're going to be burnt up. They can't. Those are, it's not based upon our works. It's based upon our relationship. Our relationship is what produces the good works. Because when we're in right relationship with Christ Jesus, when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, he, we become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. In other words, righteousness means I'm in right standings with God. I can, I am in covenant with him. Everything that he says about me is true. I am the head and not the tail. Now that I'm in right standings with Jesus Christ, with my Lord and Savior. Jesus Christ, we have to come through him before we can go to the Father. And this pride that don't want to acknowledge and deception that don't want, it's the Antichrist spirit that don't want to accept Jesus Christ. It's that same spirit, that Pharisee spirit that was in the world. And they said Jesus had a demon. That same spirit is here. In the same way they didn't believe in Christ, the same way they won't believe in you, it's that same spirit. They don't have the spirit of truth in them. But that self-righteous spirit. The next time you go gossiping about someone, I personally prefer to talk to people than to talk about people because um, that's not gonna that's not helping anyone. If you say you care about people, you say you love people, why not talk to the person? If you got a hole in your pants and I see it, why knock on the door and tell my neighbor about this lady across the street that has a hole in her pants? How is that helping the lady across the street? If anything, I need to go across the street and say, hey, ma'am, you've got this big hole in the back of your pants. 
That's the only way this lady is going to be helped is if I tell the lady who needs the help. But when that gossiping, that gossipy, people who feel bad about themselves have to talk bad about others so they can try to feel good about themselves. But the truth of the matter is, um, people are can only give you what they got. So when people they when when you see someone with a negative, critical spirit, that's because they feel negative and critical about themselves. So what do we do when the Lord shows us stuff? We how do we reverse the curse? Well, we reverse the curse by speaking God's word. When you see this in a person, the way you can help them is to edify them, is to uh, is to encourage them because they're letting you know what's in them by what's coming out of them. It's nothing personal. You're taking it and you're making it about you and they're really telling you, hey, I can only act evil because I'm feeling evil. I can only say negative things because I'm feeling negative. Uh, and this is if a person wants to change because not everybody wants to. And so when people don't want to, when they're not ready to, um, it's just like the prodigal son. When he left the father's house, the father didn't chase after him. He waited for him to come back. And when he did, he welcomed him with open arms because God wants people. He wished that none should perish. That's why he hasn't came back yet. It's not that he doesn't, he's slow to uh, keep his word. The Bible says the reason he hasn't come back yet is because he wished that none should perish. And he's trying to give people a chance to repent. That's love. He's waiting. He waited for the prodigal son to come back. So let's bless those that curse us. Pray for those that despitefully use us. Because until a person repents, they're going to continue to be the same. But pray for them and don't think that you're better than. So when the Lord say, hey, call him, he can. But unforgiveness is hurting you. Unforgiveness is hurting you. But people who refuse to change will continue to be the same. So pray for them. Ask God to take the heart and turn it. But until they do, then, you know, you may have to, you know, we we just have to listen to what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. So are you self-righteousness or is it God-righteousness? God, the Bible said that God resists the proud, but he gives grace to those that are humble. So the Pharisee, he was proud because he thought he was, he thought he was in good with God because of his good works. <laughs> The thing is, when you're self-righteous, you can see the good you do, but you can't see some of the bad that you do. And that that can that can be a, a two-edged sword. Because yes, we need to focus on what's good, but we need to be aware of, so we can confess our own faults one to another. So we can be healed. Because none of us are perfect. So there's things in us that's contrary to who God is because none of us have arrived yet. Remember, we're going from faith to faith and glory to glory. You're not looking for things to condemn yourself. You're looking for stuff so you can be delivered and set free. So focus on the Lord. Focus on walking in love. Focus on walking in love. But you know there's things in you because you know you, right? You know if you have a problem with envy. You know if you have a bad attitude. You know whatever it is, you already know, right? So at your relationship with God, as he said, you're clean through the word. This is how we're delivered. We get delivered when we know the truth. You know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Jesus went about doing nothing but good, preaching the gospel, even when he was rebuking them, even he was saying, uh, you snakes and you vipers. He was operating in love. Even when he said, leave them alone, let them blind, leave them blind, they all fall in the ditch. He was still operating in love. Why? Because everything that he did, he did out of love. He was love. God is love. He was rebuking them. He was trying to correct them, trying to get them to turn from their wicked ways. But it's like, well, we're not bastards. Abraham's our father. 
He was like, okay, well, since you don't see a need for me, then go on, leave him alone. Let the blind lead the blind. They all fall in the ditch. You don't see a need for God until you need God. That's pride. The Bible says to have no confidence in your own ability, in your own arm of flesh. He said, lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge God and he will direct your path. This, this podcast is for mature audience only because it's going to cause you to see you. And a lot of times we don't like to see ourselves because we like to play the blame game. We like to talk about what other people do. Um, so we can we don't have to take responsibilities for what we do. I'm getting ready to end here. Are you walking in self-righteousness or are you walking in God-righteousness? Um, the, he who knew no sin became sin. We're in right standings with God because of what Jesus did, not because of what we did. For we all have become, uh, we was all yet sinners. We were all made sinners. I can read this 521. He, he, for he made him who knew no sin to become sin so we could be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Ephesians 2 and 8 says, 8 through 9, God saved you by his grace when, he, when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done. So none of us can boast about it. In other words, I'm not saved because I go to church 10 times a week or I do this or I'm not saved based upon my works lest any man should boast. If salvation was based upon my good works, then I would have something to brag about, like the Pharisee. Lord, I'm glad I'm not like them. Lord, you know, you know, Lord, I'm, I don't smoke, drink, you know, I don't fornicate. I don't do none of those things. Lord, I'm glad I'm not like them. That's a self-righteous attitude. When we see things in people's lives or we see things in our lives that's contrary to Jesus Christ, what we do is say, Lord, show me. What is it you want me to do with this? Do you want me to just pray? Is there something you want me to say? Sometimes he'll have you just to sit there and be quiet. <laughs> because he knows the condition of the heart. I did a podcast, Is God Resisting You? Some of you guys need to watch it because the Bible says God resists the proud. It says God resists the proud, but he gives grace to those that humble themselves. When we admit, he said that the, the, with the tax collector, the one that came to him and said, Lord, here I am, help me. You know, um, we need to cry out to the Lord. I tell people all the time, just cry out and ask God to help you. Why? Because when we're asking God for help, we're humbling ourselves. Lord, help me to change. Lord, help me. Show me how I need your wisdom. I don't know how. That's an humble heart. To have to ask other people for help is a is an attitude of humility because the truth of the matter is every joint supplies a need. And as smart as you think you are and as much as you think you know, no one person knows everything. You only know what you know. I only know what I know. But when I fellowship with you, then I can learn some of the things that you know and you can learn some of the things I know. And that's iron sharpening iron. Um, let's repent of any self-righteousness, Father. Everything in us that's contrary to you, show us every in our lives where we've had a self-righteous attitude. And Father God, we repent right now because um, as long as we're self-righteous, it keeps us from being not able to walk in love and it causes us to have a sense of entitlement. Always feeling like somebody owes us something because we're up here and they're down here. Right? Let's walk in love. Love is the fulfillment of the law. So when we're walking in love, we're not, we can't walk in self-righteousness and in love. We need to have an attitude of humility, saying, Lord, I don't want to blame them for what I did. It was me, Lord. I repent of what I said. I repent of what I did. Are you playing the blame game? 
because that's what self-righteousness does. It causes you to see, blame other people for what you do. Well, if they want to did this, then I want to did that. If they want to said that, then I, and it keeps us from being able to take responsibilities for our own actions and reactions. I'm getting ready to get off here. Guys, thank you again. Uh, this is Dr. Pearlie Martin. Father, we repent right now before you. We say, Father, we're sorry. Forgive us and help us to change, Lord God. Give us your wisdom, your might. Um, you will us to want to do good. Um, we thank you for willing us to even want to do good. Uh, we thank you for your wisdom so we can do better. Uh, and we repent of all the things that we've done wrong. In Jesus' name we pray. You guys share this podcast. Hit the support button. Um, if you'd like to uh, support our nonprofit, We Care, go to our website, weecare1966.us. If you guys would like to donate to me, again, I'm Pearlie Martin. It's the cash app, the dollar sign. Pearly, P-A-R-L-I-E, J. Martin. You guys keep looking for the good in your day. So you see God's goodness all throughout your day. Be so blessed and be encouraged.